She just had she showed me a red title. Oh, okay. Well, what's cracking? Shit, not much. Just Hey man, you know what? Um just real quick, side note, I, I was about to message you this before you started it, but uh I got a homie that would like to join in on some future podcasts, man, and I mean he knows this stuff. He's part of several fantasy leagues and I mean, we were just right before you had messaged me about the the cast tonight. We were we were just going back and forth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just yeah, wouldn't be definitely definitely wouldn't hurt to have to have a different voice, you know, somebody else. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, he articulates articulates himself well. I mean, definitely for uh, for you know somebody to listen to. <clears throat> nice, nice. Nice. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I guess like what we could what we could do is like we could do like this podcast. We'll just like break down these two games. Yeah, and then uh, we could do another podcast if you want. Like I I'm off since I'm off like Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday. But if you want to do like Wednesday night, we could do we could do one then to to. Yeah, to, to break I could do uh, I could do either or. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then, uh, then yeah. if he if he wants to get on then, and you know, he can get on then. Yeah, on Wednesday night that sounds good. I mean, every night I get off at five anyway, so I'll be available. Okay. All right. Well, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Why are you drafting a quarterback? Why are you trading up to draft a quarterback that doesn't just have bad footwork, has no footwork? My problem is all y'all sound like he has arrived. And I'm saying against Pittsburgh's defense, that's your litmus test. Have you watched him? I'm not. I, I, I need to see Patrick Mahomes well, when he's, when he's going to play Jacksonville. I hear with Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech. I grade him out as a second-round quarterback. But there's some pretty good teams that spend a lot of time. Teams that needs quarterback. Okay, Cleveland, San Francisco, Chicago, the Jets that said, no, we don't think this guy's good enough. I don't believe in the system, the passing system that they have in the Big 12. Guys have not been successful with that transition to the NFL. Answer this for me. When I hear words about Pat Mahomes, these are the words I hear. Undisciplined, lacking fundamentals, immature. These are things you hear about him. He's That's the same Stephen thing a. you heard of Brett Favre, too, when he came out. Well, a lot of people try to Mahomes. replicate that. Mahomes. Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. 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 With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes. The they don't want to see me fall, yeah. Talking dollar with my goal, yeah. We gon' run around and go, yeah. You gon' want that shit from home, yeah. Kawasaki on the road, yeah. Yeah. Nigga wanna see me fall Stephen Curry, how I ball Gosha garments and a white three on my body I'm an icon, man, and my girl about a ten I should fuck her in the pants, yeah Niggas say they run my hometown, I don't know how I'm the prince here, man All we talk about is cash, 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 rack, 
Generational talent right now. We're talking about the things that you can look at and say other people cannot do those things physically. And that's what's scary about Patrick. Commission Co. I am one half of your host, the commission. Joining me per usual, Drew. It's your boy. AKA uh called the right shots for these games, for these games tonight or today that took place. Um there you know. Hey, there were two there were two fucking uh hell of a you know, hell of a games for for the most part, you know, for the majority, especially the first one. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll start, I'll start it out with, uh, I'll start out with congratulations. I appreciate that, man. Honestly, um, you know, I, I said it last week that I was more worried about the Saints game than this game, but honestly, once that shit started out, that's all bullshit. Like I was actually at work, so I couldn't watch it, but I was just doing play by plays. And I mean, you know, you saw it was pretty close, you know, for a little bit there. Um, uh, yeah, but dude, it was a long climb. Uh, I mean, we can talk about milestones and all that, but I mean, if we think about it, Bucks were a wild card, bro. And the stats for a wild card going to the Super Bowl, it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's crazy. I think there's been like four teams that have done it since the 70s. Indeed. So, indeed, it is, it is. But hey, for that, I'm going to take Thanks, a shot for you. I got some Jim Beam Apple here. So, uh, oh, hell yeah. Thank you, bro. Hell yeah. I'm take one right now for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm telling you what, I was a, 
I know who. Okay, who scored first? Let me see. The the Bucks scored first, right? Why? Well, I, I have yeah. everything right here in front of me. I don't know why I'm not looking. Evans, Evans, yeah. Yeah, and Evans. Okay, Evans looking looking real good. Um, after that, I mean, let's see. After Did you that, see who got that second touchdown? Oh yeah, I mean what? I, I put it up there. I was like Scotty freaking Miller. <laughs> you know what? I told you that boy. I know. Uh, I think I had, I was about to jump in the shower, or I just got out of the shower. <clears throat> and I was talking. I was talking to Jody, and all of a sudden I hear touchdown, man. I went over there and I ran to the TV, and I was like, God damn it, Scotty Miller, because he. I think he had dropped like two passes previously in the slot. Yeah. And uh, I was like, damn, man. Usually he catches those, but I mean, I can understand. Like, you know, when I had said about Chris Godwin, too, like he had dropped a pass in the slot, but it's like, I guess sometimes with those guys, it's like they see the ball coming to them, but they also see the linebacker coming straight for yeah. them and the safety. So they're like, well, I got to make a choice here. Yeah. Do I further my And career, honestly, bro, like. Or do I catch concussion? Yeah. You know? So. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, bro, sometimes like Tom Brady and those like little short ones, he throws like some freaking rockets, bro. Like shit looks like it'll like blow a hole in your chest, but the ones that he can catch are like those big old rainbows that are like over, you know, 30, 40 yards. Yeah, yeah. And dude, hey, I'm sorry, man, but I was like, dude, this guy still has throws the ball like it's a bullet. Like some of those balls, I was like, holy shit, not Tom. I know. Damn, dude, they can't catch something. It's like, fuck, you know, calm down. I know. Some of them, I'm like, Brady, you're lucky that he caught that, bro. Like, that's just too hard. Like, I never thought I would see myself say that. But it's like, I mean, at least we're not questioning his arm strength. Like, No, I mean, I was like, dude, I was like, there's no – because I know there's like two, one of them that slipped out of Evan's arms, or like two that, that slipped out throughout the whole game that Evans couldn't catch because that ball was coming so damn fast that – at you know his way, I was like, God damn! But uh, um, I mean, look to start out the first quarter. Hey, look, even uh, Leo, Leo, Leo Fournette, he looks great coming out of coming out of the gate. You know, he was playing strong. Um, you know, their defense they got that they got a bit of bit of bit of I believe he's a defensive tackle. Oh, Vita Bea, yeah. They got him back to this game, and he's he's a, he's a he's a big guy. That, you know that they put there in the middle, uh, who plays nose tackle. Um, so that was a plus for them. Um, but then, you know, hey, you know, uh, Packers came back, you know, and, and started the second quarter, and uh, Rodgers threw that 50-yard strike to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, mm-hmm. you know. He finally, picked a, he finally picked the game to not choke and drop balls and all yeah, that. Yeah, and Carl, I think Carl Davis is the quarterback. I think he wasn't uh, – maybe he wasn't expecting it, so he wasn't playing up on him, and so, you know, there was – no way, you know. He, he probably would attack, could have tackled him if he wouldn't have dove, try to try to do, try to die for the ball like he did. <coughs> you know that that broke the game open from there, and then uh, you know then uh, Leo, Leo Leo got a twenty yard run right after that. You know, so uh, I mean, honestly, um, I feel like the turning point of the game. I don't I don't even want to put it all on one player. But I feel like the turning point of the game is when Devontae Adams dropped that, that pass whenever it was first in goal. Bro, he dropped like three. And, All three of those went to him, didn't they? Well, well, yeah, but like just that one being like the, you know, that one being like the, you know, if there was ever a nine times out of ten pass that Devontae Adams could catch, it would be that. And he chose this to be like the one time out of those ten. 
And then also they had like the failed two point conversion. And then after that, I mean, just the time was on the Bucks side. Like, you know, even, even if the, uh, I remember it was 28, 23 and then the Bucks scored a field goal. And then at that point, freaking Rodgers and the Packers had to get a touchdown and a two point conversion to even tie it up. So at that point I was like, uh, like I hate to count Rogers out, but it's over, I think. Yeah. I mean it was uh but I think yeah, I think they well did didn't Devontae score on that drive? I think I think you're talking. You're talking. Are you are you talking? It about, was he. He caught it. He caught it out of bounds. I think. Are you, you are you? You're still talking about in the first half, though, right? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because I'm seeing where Devontae Adams. But no, dude. I know. I know it's first half and all that. But right. like, I, I feel like as momentum, like this is a game of inches, especially whenever we're at this point, and everybody has to be on point. You know what yes. I mean? And I feel like. I feel like that was one catch that he needed to be on point. And like I said, I don't even want to put everything on one player because that's impossible. But I, I'll say this. I think that if Devontae caught that as a touchdown, I – fuck, I hate – I think they would have won the game. Well, I know – yeah, um, after throwing three three times, you know, three times to him, and he couldn't he couldn't catch one that you know that that did hurt him you know immensely because it could have tied the game up at that point and then uh you know from there i mean from there you see the ones next time they scored the next time they scored was when uh let me see here i'm trying to look right now because i know what okay uh jason pierre paul got that sack that you know cost uh that cost green bay was it Green Bay or what? Yeah, it cost him negative seven yards. And then uh Aaron right that very next play in the second half in the second quarter, Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. And that's where, mm-hmm. yeah, that was yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. That you know, that could that probably was a turning point of the game because then on that drive, that next drive for the Tampa Bay, that's when Scotty Miller caught that thirty nine yard pass for a T D. And that was a good that was a good thrown ball, you know. That was, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know he, was, he, had, he had a uh, single coverage, and I was like, I was like, man, that was that was nice. That was nice. It just looked so flawless. Like, dude, he just started running, like, straight and just outran the coverage. And then I, I was just like, wow. Like, me, if I was on the defensive, uh, the defensive side looking at that, I'd be like, why did you not, like, start running after that fool, like, sooner? Like, notice his move. <clears throat> Sorry. Notice his movement sooner, but um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I um, I was a little bit worried. I'd probably say like first quarter, but then as the game started going on more, and that's because Brady had three interceptions. Yeah, yeah, and it's when it, I think it. But I, you know what? I don't. I don't know. I guess in getting you know. But whenever you're up eighteen points, you know. If you're up 18 points, I mean, getting three interceptions, I don't want to say it's nothing, but for a quarterback like Brady, I, I, I think that Brady, he comes from those class of quarterbacks like Rivers where they could get an interception and they'll still sling it with the same confidence. And maybe they do rack up two or three interceptions in a game, but it's not going to stop them from trying to go for like those 
crazy passes that are going to get him ahead. And I think that's what – because it's no secret. I mean, we've seen Brady get some, like, three interception games well, and, before. And I think, I think with them going up early in the third, because Green Bay got the ball back – or got the ball in the third quarter. But then Aaron Rodgers fumbles – not Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Aaron Jones fumbles the fumbles the cat fumbles the catch from Aaron Rodgers at the thirty, which I believe that that had already been his second fumble, but the first one was recovered by uh by Tun- Tunyon uh, when when I right right as the game started, and so that set him up that set him up pretty nice on uh, on the eight yard line for Tampa Bay, and I think for I think I don't I know what I was thinking is. You know, they they go up, you go up so much, and so Tom's maybe like, he probably, he, even though he shouldn't, he probably, he trusts the defense to be able to get, to be able to stop them because they were doing a good job up until that point, and then they were also doing a good job in the regular season. So I think for him, it was just like, fuck, I'm going to I'm gonna try this. I'm going to, I don't know, hopefully this works. And then he throws it, oh, interception. Well, okay, the defense will stop him. We'll get we'll get another try game. No, I'm I'm gonna try this until we get it right. Oh, another interception. Like, okay, well let's try this again. No, even even though he probably got sloppy, and I know that won't work next week, but we'll get into that later on this week. But I mean he just I mean that defense that defense, you know, they stepped it up. They you know, they said, Okay, we're shutting down Devontae. You know, we're gonna slow down Aaron Jones. You're gonna have to beat us another way. I mean, and like, you know, like I said, we said, <clears throat> excuse me, like we said before, I mean, shout out to Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling because, I mean, he, he stepped it up, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't enough, but he definitely stepped it up. Like, that could have easily been a worse loss, if that means anything, if, you know, we've seen those those games where MBS is like just dropping passes. I've heard you, you know, refer to just like that mental block maybe that he has where, you know, that first, you know, drop pass he has kind of just sets the tone for the rest of the game. Gets his yeah, I mean, that's what he, he, I think he, it was either him or Rogers that came out and said that he's, you know, he's one of those guys where it's just like if it goes wrong early, it's going to stick with him and it's going to stay in his head. It's going to be, it's going to be an issue for him. So, you know, yeah, for for a player like like MBS, you got he has to get started early just to keep going. But even then, I mean, also, I mean, let's not also forget the Bucks defense was the top rated run stopper in the league for majority of the year, mm-hmm. and they came out they came out tonight and blatantly stopped the run. I mean, Jamal Williams seven attempts, twenty three yards. Uh, AJ Dillon three attempts, seventeen yards. Aaron Jones six attempts, twenty-seven yards. Like Jesus, they barely they they barely got over fifty yards, fifty sixty yards between the three of them. So you know they figured probably not early on, but somewhere midway that they were going to have to pass the ball, and the Bucks knew that, and the Bucks you know capitalized on that. And I mean, yeah, Devontae had nine receptions, sixty-seven yards. And one TD, but that's not what Devontae does. You know, Devontae is usually maybe ten in the in, in the in the spotlight in the, uh, when the spotlight's on him, like this game, ten receptions, a hundred and forty, fifty, whatever yards, at least two TDs, and 
I mean, they were they were shutting them down, man. They they got into their head and got into their head early. And I mean, hey, Aaron Rodgers did what he could, but he can't do it all himself, <laughs> you know. And so yeah, and I mean, hey, look, I hate to even say this about like I hate to even point this fact out, but I mean, this is why I believe Brady should be considered for MVP over Rodgers. Is that? Dude, like, Rodgers has good stats, like, Hall of Fame stats for sure. That's no question. But, like, I don't want to say he chokes, but he doesn't do well whenever it comes to these high-state games. Like, as far as, like, these uh, these uh, uh, conference championship uh-huh. games, he's, like, what, like, one in four, you know, the past four years. And that, that one that he got, I think, was, like, that year that they won the, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Not, so, not, that was over like ten years ago, but I think he's been to four of them throughout his career. This was, uh, I think he's only won one. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. But I think he's won. Hold on, no, they he's won two because they won one Super Bowl and then they lost another Super Bowl. Um, and then I think this was also his first one played at home as well. So maybe maybe he just does better on the road. Um, but also, and also, I mean, with, when it comes to the MVP, the way they figure it out, though, they, it's, it's only in the uh, regular season. It's not the playoffs. Uh, but what they do, they they do the finals. Well, MVP, they do a don't Super Bowl they? MVP. But the regular season <clears throat> MVP is just the regular Damn. season. You know what I mean? That's that's how they figure that. Just the story there, Jay. Like that's the. Story like the story that could come out of that oldest quarter, oldest starting quarterback in the NFL, going first year new team. I don't even have to say the whole thing, but oh my goodness! But, I mean, you can't hide the fact that a lot of a big part of their success was also their defense. Oh no, no, no! That's and you know what? And like you know the stuff that I've been posting on Facebook mm-hmm. and messaging the people. I've actually had it in my mind, like, I can't forget that. Like, you know, I honestly, part of it, I do believe, is because, you know, <clears throat> Brady, obviously, quarterbacks are usually the team captain. I believe he's bringing some of his smarts and experience over to that and influencing them. But still, the execution is pretty much the main key. Like, you know, you could... You can have the ingredients all you want, but you got to have the recipe if you're going to yeah, make it. And something. I think a lot of those players, um, they see that about Tom Brady, about how he carries himself, how he goes about business in the regular season, and now the, now the pre, now, I'm sorry, now the postseason. And so that, you know, they articulate that in a certain way, you know, to where they have to follow that same model, you know, or go about, you know, that same path if they want to be successful and if they want to win in the postseason and the Super Bowl. And so that's something they never had before because, I mean, it's, there's it's no lie. Tampa Bay for years now has been one of the most talented teams in the NFL. They just could never put it together. You know, it didn't matter who. Yeah. yeah I mean, they had they had a lot of talent, man. Like, I mean, they, they have it. So, um, but, yeah, as far as, you know, the Packers, I mean – I mean, I mean, I don't know what they got to do. Maybe get 
another playmaker in there. Maybe you know, we're, I don't know, but you know, they they always they always have a decent defense that seems to come around at the right time. It's never you know some some that they impose you know on other teams, but I mean, on whenever honestly, I mean, for my personal opinion, whenever it comes to this close to the Super Bowl. I almost feel like, you know, it might not necessarily be like, damn, like what players do we need to add or, you know, what do we need? I almost feel like, you know, everybody's kind of set. But like the reason why you lose is just because like little fine tuning you need to do with like the people that you already have. Like, I believe that, you know, it was well within the Packers range to beat the Bucks, go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Like, I think they had the and the pieces to do that but I you know I think it's just like some fine-tuning I don't know how you feel like what like Rogers future is for well, next he's, year he still has four years left but... on his deal oh so okay. I, you know well, he's not I know him and LaFleur Dave Matt LaFleur are they're, Le Fleur. I guess they're getting along better this year and so um he's not gonna go anywhere um <clears throat> It's just, you know, I, I mean, hey, shout out to shout out to Lafleur, yeah. man. Um, even though this is a, a bad loss, like, dude, like, what is it? Like the yeah. past two years, they've gone to the the conference champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. I mean, he is yeah. he's, he is a good coach, you know. No, no denying that he's a good coach. More and more, it's making the Mike McCarthy hire look definitely. Bad. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's. I don't know that's I guess that's that's a whole other topic for another day, but <laughs> you know, just true that, true that. Okay, I, I didn't mean to do that to you, my bad. It's like how do I get into that? Like that's so much to get into. <laughs> oh my bad, dude! Didn't mean to oh, do man, that to you, bro. I was already gonna try to break it down. Like, get into that, but no, nah, I mean we'll get into that later on. You know, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time. Um, but you know, going going back to the Bucks, you know, there was there was a fun fact that uh, Arians had told the reporters that they put up on the on the TV, where in New England, the Bill Belichick and the coaches wouldn't let Tom Brady coach. You know, wouldn't let him call the plays or nothing like that. He could call audibles, but not the plays and all that. But now. Arians came out and said, "No, you know what? Sometimes I just let him call the plays and let him coach, and I sit back and I watch. Like I just let him do his thing out there. Like, wow, no shit, damn, all right. That's greatness, bro. Like, that's that's the type of things. I mean, let me ask you this: Do you think Andy Reid is letting Patrick Mahomes call plays? Definitely. Uh, well, between him, between him and." Uh, Eric Benamy, the offensive coordinator. I mean, yeah, they they caught him on film uh, during the Super Bowl last year. You, you, I'm sure you've seen. I'm sure you've seen the video where Mahomes is asking Benamy if he, if they have enough time to run the the it's a killer bee or the Hornet or I forget how I forget the play call. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I think yeah, it's that's because enough time. And what he's I asking heard that. Is I heard that. By by enough time, he's asking if he has enough time. That if if the play has enough time to develop, to where he'll have time to throw it to where Tyreek Hill had to be at. If like if they had enough time between the, him calling him hiking the ball, and the defense approaching him, if they were going to have enough seconds and you know in between there 
to where he was going to have that time to let go of the ball, to throw the ball. And so, I mean, he pretty much called that play right there. Eric, Eric Benjamin's like, uh, yeah. I mean, <sighs> you know what? And I don't even want to take away from Mahomes because he's 20 something. Like, how could I? But, you know, that's more like a cooperative, like, okay, they're going to include him on the play calling. Like, uh, Brady, it almost seems like, you know, I mean, Bruce Arian, maybe if he was feeling grumpy one day, didn't want to coach. He might just able like to sit down the whole time and let Brady just kind of coach and throw quarterback, and they might just pull it off depending who they're playing. You know, I'm not gonna say that for every team, but uh, I mean it's obvious because of experience. But um, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, I'm glad that you know he kind of loosened the reins and let Brady call plays. I know that at the beginning or mid season that was called into question. Bruce Arians was kind of almost talking down, down, saying that, hey, you know, I let Brady call the plays, so pretty much, pretty much absolving himself of any blame for the loss, kind that's, of putting it on Brady. Well, that's I think how that, I felt well, at the time. Probably what was going on was Brady didn't quite understand or was still trying to understand and, and get a grasp on the playbook, on Aaron's playbook, because he's, you know, apparently what they say is it's kind of a uh, – uh, it, it's not it's – it's, it's difficult – it, but it's it's time consuming. It takes time to get to get a grasp on it to to actually understand what's going on. But um, but they said also, also, you know, once it especially when it got when they had their bye week, that's when it all finally started to click and they could actually all sit down and try to figure out what was going on. And you know, they also from what from what they say, they're saying that that offense is some of those formations are looking a lot like the ones that. Uh, that they would run in New England whenever Tom was there. So, I mean, I'm sure the, the, the both, of them, both of them in a relationship like that, any kind of any, any relationship, it doesn't matter what relationship it is, a coaching coach, quarterback relationship, a normal relationship, guy, girl, girl, guy, go, guy, guy, girl, whatever, whatever you want to say, there has to be some sort of compromise. You, you're going to have to meet in the middle at some point in time, if it's going to be a successful relationship. And, you know, I'm sure those two realized that and they came to that conclusion that they said, you know what, how do we make this work? And they figured it out. So. I mean, I agree, man. Honestly, uh, I mean, I know that people were like had criticisms at the beginning and then even into midseason. But <clears throat> I mean, we got to think. This was a team that didn't have a preseason. And on top of that, they were a brand new team. Like, <clears throat> it's one thing for a team not to have a preseason, but the fact that you're adding new players to the roster and the one of them being like the main, like, core of the whole offense, mm -hmm. the QB. I mean, you know, that's already like a, a, a oh, big yeah. bite to chew. Um, so you know everything was pretty much happening in front you know, of sure. people. It took us. It took us. You know, it took us <clears> a toll on the end of the whole league as a whole. You know, so you you know there. Well, you know, I'm sure. You know, who, well, who knows? Who really knows? You know, if there's a preseason or or offseason, if the outcome of all these playoff games or all outcome of the regular season would have been different. But I mean, yeah, you, they, you have to do have to take that into account. Um, but let me see here. Going on to the Bucks stats, uh, Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leo. He he started out strong, but he ended up with twelve attempts for fifty-five yards. 
Ronald Jones was kind of quiet. Ten attempts for sixteen yards, like wow. Yeah. I mean, but I guess. Can I just say, bro, that 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 one Fournette play though, that might be like my favorite run play of the whole season. I gotta look at him, but dog, you saw that juke, that spin. Which one? I might have missed that one. Oh my god, it was. Oh, okay, dude. I oh, you gotta look at it, dude. Fournette, he was running right. And so, like, he, you know, he got some people blocking for him, and so he takes that route, and he breaks out towards the right. And so he's, get, like, gaining top speed. And you can just see it. One of the Green Bay uh, defenders, he's about to, like, light him up. And, like, boom, on a drop of a dime, this boy, he, like, goes towards uh, his uh, left side. He spins towards his left side. Boom. Jukes that boy straight up. That guy was going for a tackle. It was, like, one of those classic, like, you know, NFL street game, uh, like, kind of moments where the dude goes flying, right, where he was trying to, like, tackle you. Boom, gets the touchdown. That was his touchdown. He he did that spin move, ran, and then, yeah, yeah, two more defenders came, and he kind of, like, spinned into them, and it allowed him to, you know, get the touchdown. That shit, wow. I mean, you know, Fournette, I'll I'll admit, he was kind of spotty this season, man. He, He was a good asset to have. Like, you know, maybe whenever he needed to be filled in, uh, I, don't, I don't think I would ever let him start for an entire game without Ronald Jones. But, damn, that was a good play well, for him. Shout out I know, to you. He started out his career, you know, it was promising, man. I mean, he was – you have to, you have to I, get, I, don't, I don't even know how to say it. But he was the fourth pick in the first round of the draft, I believe, three years ago. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team that is rookie mm-hmm. year, and uh, I mean, I had to have him. And, I, and some guy picked him that we used to, used to be in the league, and I, you know, I worked the trades to get him because I had to have him, man. But I mean, damn, dude, like if it wasn't for his bum ankle and uh, his attitude, like his career could be different at this point. But it's just, man, he has so many outbursts with the Jags uh, coach. Coaching staff, and then he's always having issues with his ankle and whatnot. And so it just, you know, after that first year, it was just like, eh, you know, it just went downhill. Um, so I mean, hey, you never I mean this could be, you know, he, he could have, and hopefully, hopefully, he's grown up, learned his lesson, and you know, hopefully, he moves on and gets back on track with his career because the guy, the guy is, uh, he, he is a good football player, you know, so. In, in this game, he also had five receptions. Yes. You know, well, it was 19 yards, but still, you know, it seems like Tom Brady spread the ball around five receptions for Chris Godwin, 110 yards, three for Mike Evans for 51 yards. Scotty had two receptions, one of those being a touchdown. Cameron Braid had three, one of those being a touchdown. Gronk only had one. Uh, that rookie wide receiver, Tyler Johnson, he had one reception because I know the other one went off his hand. And went, and that was one of the interceptions that Tom Brady threw. So, I mean, hey, I mean, congratulations to uh, to the Bucks. I mean, their defense, their defense really held up. You know, they had, uh, let me see here, one interception, five sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, that's a hell of a game right there, man. Was that Devin White no, again? No, no, that's, no, was that, that Devin that's, White that's, again? That's or defense as a whole. No, no, no. I mean, oh, uh, right the, the interception. Um, 
Kevin White. No, he had he had nine solo tackles. But the interception was uh, that cornerback uh, Sean Murphy uh, bunting. I've never heard of him before, but mm, okay. But yeah. yeah, I mean, as as a whole, I mean, if you tell me uh, defense has one interception, five sacks, and two forced fumbles, I'm going to say the team won the game. You know, they 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 probably held their own to help to to help that team win that game. And that's exactly what they did. So I mean, hey, I mean, look, the, I know the score says 31 yeah, to 26, but it wasn't really that close. You know, it just, you know, it was, you know, that's some of that. It wasn't. I think in the second quarter, I felt like, you know, they were winning, you know, uh, Bucks. I was like, uh, you know, people were like all up in my ear, all up in my messages. You know, uh, even my homie um, <clears throat> that I ended up betting on the, uh, on another game, he uh, was like, I smell a comeback, you know, after, after the, uh, Packers had like what was it two touchdowns right, like unanswered. But I was like, bro, I just, I don't know, man. I, whenever something about Brady is, I know that whenever you get him off his rocker, you know he gets shaken up, and you can get him. But on the other edge of that, whenever he's hot, whenever he's flaming, and he's on a streak. It's like hard to break that, you know, even with him getting three interceptions and all that. Like, I, I think just as far, as far as his like composure, you know, like you're not getting him off center. Like whenever he gets on it, you know, beginning of the season. Go ahead. Oh, beginning of the season, mid season. Yeah. You know, because he was still figuring things out and he was kind of, you know, a lot of things going on. But now that he's, you know, got his bearings and he's in his seat comfortably, his captain's chair comfortably, it's going to be know, hard well, to knock him off Referring that. to this game, I don't think he was rattled as much, even though he threw three interceptions. Because, I mean, look, they only had one. They only sacked him once the whole game. I just, you know, I just think that, you know, if it was just trying to probably squeeze it in when he couldn't. Or, like, one of the interceptions, he threw off his back foot. And as a quarterback, you never want to do that because you're not going to get that throw, your, your throwing motion, you know, in to where that ball is supposed to be where it's at. And it was way short of the of the uh, receiver. So I don't yeah. think it, it was. He, I don't think it was yeah, that he was rattled this game. He just, you know, he made some dumb mistakes, you know. But the defense, like I said, the defense uh, held held up. You know, they, you know, they were, you know, they were forgiving and said, okay, you know, let's. Sure, we want to go to the Super Bowl, so let's go make this happen. And sure enough, you know, they did. And so, they're the first team in history to ever play a Super Bowl at home. And you know, I thought that was a conspiracy for the longest fucking time. Literally. Like, I'm talking up until probably today. I thought, literally, I'm like, Every time, every fucking year, every city that's hosting the Super Bowl, that city's team is always ends up being one of the worst teams in the league that year. It doesn't matter if they're fucking good, if they have all this fucking talent on the on the fucking on the team, 
they always end up with a shitty record, playing shitty, only winning two or three games. And I was like, man, this is a goddamn conspiracy. The fucking NFL, man. Like, they, they, they got their hand in this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, give it up. Leave them alone. Let them fucking play. Let them, let them play at home. You know, in the Super Bowl, who fucking cares? You know, it's uh, for the longest time, I was always, always like, no. Yeah. If there's ever a conspiracy I believe in, it's this one. But, I mean, they, they, that's obviously been proven wrong. Those teams really did suck that year. I guess I got into their head or something. I don't know. So, you know, uh, speaking of like little, you know, back and forth conspiracies, uh, you know, since you're a Cowboys fan, mm-hmm. I think you can uh, help me out on this. You know, a lot of a lot of the Packers fans, you know, they're gonna be like, oh, you know, they weren't calling anything the whole game, and then that one play where uh, they called the. Uh, a pass interference and you know why are you going to give them that why are you going to give them a call but why don't we take it back to january 2015 oh my god cowboys and packers oh Pack- my god. packers got away with a little something you know what i'm saying and it's, it's almost right. the anniversary oh my god that fucking play dude bro the oh, infamous dead cottage game. Oh my God, how much of a wreck I was! I was like, I remember when I was, I, I sat outside for like two hours. Just I didn't even smoke a cigarette. I didn't even do anything. I sat there for two hours. Like, why would they do this to them? <laughs> like, what if they do wrong? He caught steps and then he hit the ground. Like, what don't you see about that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> For real, man. You know who? Uh, oh, you never met him. But at that time, the general manager of Harrison's was a die-hard Green Bay Packers fan, fan from Wisconsin. Yes. So oh, when I went to no. work, like, it was what I was off. I was off Monday, Tuesday, then too. So when I went to work Wednesday, he was just like, "Well." I mean, he, he he said something fucking ridiculous and obnoxious. I was like, dude, I'm about to slap the shit out of you right now, man. Shut the fuck up. We both fucking know that was a fucking catch. Like, god damn it, man. Unbelievable. That was crazy. But yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about this time. Yeah, man. So, you know, on those grounds, you know, the Packers fans really can't complain about, you know, this being called, that not being called, because, dang, that was, that was for sure the, the game right well, there. Well, I, I think know, when it comes to this time of the year, a lot of, a lot of these refs are like, they're going to let them play the game. You know, they're not going to let yeah. the flags, fouls, whatever you want to, however you want to refer to them, um, they're not going to let that dictate the flow of the game and, and decide the winner. If it's a blatant foul, okay, yes, they're going to throw a flag. But if they're playing the game of football and both of them have a hand in what's going on, you know, they're like, they're both kind of bending the rules, whatever, and it doesn't go mm-hmm, one way or mm-hmm. another. Yep. I mean, okay, whatever. Play. You both knew what you were doing. You both are playing the game. You both know how to play the game. Quit fucking looking at the refs for help. Fucking play the game. Win the goddamn game. You know, you're that good. Improve it. You know? So, 
You know, yeah. I don't care what any yeah. Packers fans can yeah. say. Agree, oh, man. this flag and oh, yeah. they should call this, you know, pass interference and uh, you know whatever. I'm okay. Well, you know what they did. I'm sure that goes for both. You know, both ends of the spectrum, meaning both teams. But deal with it. Win the game. Figure out how to win the game. You got plenty of time, but you didn't do it. You waited till the last minute. Your team waited till the last minute or last seconds, and they couldn't pull it off. So there's always next year. Just like for anybody else. So, but um, yeah. So congrats to the exactly. Bucks again, going to the Super Bowl, going home <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Like you don't even have to fucking travel anywhere. You just got to jump in a ride and you know drive 20, 30 minutes to go play in the Super Bowl. Wow. Imagine that. They're just gonna be waiting for for right? the Chiefs. They're don't just gonna be home. waiting like they're already don't there chilling. Like, oh, y'all got here don't finally. Even plane. No bus rides, nothing. Just jump in your car, head to the fucking stadium. Man, like, man, I can only imagine be a legendary feeling, game. So, yeah, big ups to them. But now we're gonna move on to game number two, which was the, which was supposed to be the the heavyweight the heavyweight game of them all. Uh, Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs. And look, I'm gonna start this off right now by. You know, by saying this, you know, I'm not, I'm not one, especially since I started to really dig my heels into fantasy football. I haven't been one that watches the networks all the time, ESPN, Fox, all those other ones that, you know, that watch SportsCenter, that watch all, you know, I don't really watch a lot of those analysts because half the time it's just... Copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, like for their whole year. And so they're not really trying to dig into what's different yeah. about the teams or who's really going to win, or they're just maybe looking at some rankings and then going with it through the whole, okay, go through the whole year with that and then still using it for this game. So a lot of what I was seeing was, or no, the few that I saw was. Oh, the Buffalo Bills have always had a good defense. They slipped up in the middle of the year, but then they picked it up at the end of the year. Right. Which might be true to a certain extent, but the offense during the playoffs, is, you know, if we're talking you know, late season and postseason, that offense really wasn't playing how it could at certain, you know, like, like it did at certain points of the year. You know, so that's, I mean, literally, it was like, it was like, okay, the, the yeah. start, start of the week was, oh, yeah, Chiefs are probably going to win if Mahomes plays. Chiefs going to win. All of a sudden, a tide started to turn. <clears throat> Bills, Bills defense. Bills high-powered offense. Bills this. Bills this to where it got to, like, before the game or even yesterday to where it was like, oh, no, Bills are going to take this game. They're going to win because you can't stop Josh Allen. You can't stop their offense. Their defense is stopping everybody. It's like, whoa, hold on here. Like, you know, can we just slow down a little bit here? Number one, besides Stefan Diggs, who do they have? That's what I always thought, man. You know, that's why in the games, whenever they even won, I went against them because, you know, I guess that part of their offense, is just so good it can overcome the rest of their you know whole scheme but 
I mean, dude, yeah, exactly. the running game is just non-existent on there. They don't use it. They, they, I think they probably, they probably have the, like the lowest, you know, plays for running back. You know, of all the NFL teams. You know, I don't know. You I'm really, just guessing, but it just seemed like that. You can't maintain <clears throat> or you can't consistently win football games, especially in the playoffs, if you don't run the ball successfully. And to think that an NFL team who has numerous coaches who have coached for decades, probably, especially someone like Andy Reid, isn't going to say, you know what, we got to stop that guy right there and we got to make them beat us any other way but with him. Because, I mean, let's just face it. I mean, yeah, Stephon Diggs is a good player. Great. I mean, not great, not good. Great, great, superior player. You know, Josh Allen is a good quarterback. But when it all comes down to it, you know, like tonight, Josh Allen, his old, the old Josh Allen came back to haunt this Josh Allen, which is, which is, I'm talking about his accuracy, the turnovers, the dumb mistakes. Like, as far as dumb mistakes, I'm mm. talking about that sack that was in that second quarter where, he, I mean, they sacked him for 15 yards because he didn't want to get rid of the ball. You know, adds to the fact that, yes, like you said, you know, hey, they're, Running game is non-existent. They don't have one. Singletary is not the answer to the running game problems. He's not. And I doubt that he might be on the team next year, but he's not going to be that starting running back. He's not the answer to those issues. You know, Cole Beasley is a good player, but he's not as consistent. John Brown, I'm sorry, but the guy's always hurt. Always hurt, and he, I know he has. Oh, what is that thing? Mm-hmm. He has something wrong with him. It's some some disease. I can't think of it. It's like when you get in. Like if, if he ever goes to Denver or one of those places where they're, where they're high high in altitude and the air is built in, he can't play. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I can't think of it. Oh, whoa. but um. Oh my god, it was right there on my. On my Tip my tongue, but I, I mean, in, if they ever go to a place like that, watch. It'll come up probably next year. He can't. He's had a lot of issues with it, and he, and he can't play that game. And all plus his numerous other other injuries. So I was like, you know, I'm sitting back thinking, watching all this. I'm like, why is it nobody pointing this stuff out? Like they mention it every now and then, but nobody's pointing this stuff out. And everybody's like, already they were like, literally, a lot of people were just ready to shit on the Chiefs and say. Pat Mahomes, he's hurt. He's done. They're not gonna win. They have nothing. No, call, call. You know it's a wrap. Call it. Bills are gonna take it. I don't get it. My rant's over. Your turn. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think honestly, like, just with the it's. I think the Chiefs. I mean, I don't want to hype them up too much, but like, you know, they've played so well. That, you know, nobody's really gone, you know, with injury. Nobody's been, you know. So I think that was like the first thing that happened. And I mean, you can even think about last year whenever Mahomes, Uh like, what was it? Like he hurt his knee or something like that. And like he was out for several weeks, you know, it was that same kind of feeling. Like it was almost just something as far as the people who were trying to go against the Chiefs. That's like the biggest, like I said last week on the podcast, whenever, you know, that's the only thing that what could probably happen to where I feel confident against play, uh, about uh, playing the Chiefs is Mahomes getting injured. 
And so I think that's why people kind of like praised it, like, because I mean, that is kind of the only thing that would make you feel comfortable. Other than that, you're like, Jesus, we need to be on our, our P's and Q's and we need to, you know, prepare for this and that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. I think that people are just looking for any little thing that might be a chink in their armor. And, you know, once an injury happened, even I thought, I was like, dude, if any of that lingers into this game, I felt like the Bills would be able to use their, you know, passing offense to overcome uh, the the Chiefs. But, I mean, obviously not. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was all over the place. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, I think, I mean, I, I don't want to say that the Bills underestimated the Chiefs, but, you know, maybe if you, you know, kind of hype yourself up too much as far as the self-assurance if you think you're going to do you know a certain type of well you gotta well is it uh, would you, you say it's like safe to it say Chiefs, I guess. Andy Reid is the new Bill Belichick of the NFL today like he is the best coach the the, the, the best game schemer as far as as far as it goes for all the coaches right now, like, you know, let's say going back about three years till, you know, till now and for the future. Is it safe to say that? Would you say it is? Yeah, I would definitely say that, man, because, and I know it's like some type of weird thing that, you know, whenever you have like juggernauts like Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey and, you know, Pat Mahomes, even though he wasn't like hyped oh, up, Pat Mahomes, they, like he kind of, what, what round did he go in? Pick to draft him. Oh, okay. So, oh, all right. So, yeah. And so, like, you know, whenever you have juggernauts like that, um, I don't know. It, it could kind of almost be too much power for, you know, the wrong person. Like, they might not be able to handle it. So, I think the biggest credit that I give Andy Reid is the fact that he was able to piece together them, those pieces like perfectly, you know, I mean, we look at the Browns and we saw OBJ for whatever reason. I still believe he's a pro bowler. You know, I think he's an elite wide receiver, but for whatever reason, that's just, you know, it wasn't working well while he was on the team um, this season. So, I think, yeah, Andy Reid did a good job of balancing the workload for all of the pieces. He knows when to push the gas on one piece and just use it, and then he knows when to come off of it and switch it up and use something else. Um, And then as far as the defense, I mean, Jesus, uh, like that would maybe be where I would start if I'm trying to look for some type of weakness. But, I mean, like, like, um, whenever they were playing against the Browns, man. I mean, yeah, the Browns had that iffy. Well, it wasn't iffy, but they had that call for the touchback, and if that was a touchdown, that would have been the game. But, I mean, the Browns, I mean, the Chiefs, otherwise they were not letting the Browns have anything. Like, they were they were really stepping it up. So, I believe that whole thing, I mean, they kind of, like, transform whenever it comes to the finals and – you know, the championship well, Because the, the one thing about Andy Reid was before, before he was the Chiefs head coach, you know, he was the Eagles head coach. 
a lot of times it came when it came to time management or timeout management or you know a lot of a lot of these other like critical decisions that always plagued him. He always had issues with that. It seems now with the Chiefs where he's just everything finally the light bulb went off, you know, above his head and everything started to click for him. And it seems like when he whenever he you know he game plans, it's always like, okay, well, you know, it's like any other NFL team, yes. First quarter, they want to strike, they want of course they want to score, but they're gonna they're also gonna spend that time figuring out the other team. What they're doing, what they're not doing, you know, what they're missing, what can they expose, and then they start to you know, expose it more in the second quarter, and then in the second half, that's when Mahomes and the Chiefs offense really starts to, you know, pound it in on these teams. But if, I guess for this game, it started happening in in the second in the second quarter. Um, but also, fun fact though. Oh, no, I have a fun fact about Brady too. I, I forgot to mention before we got to this game. <clears throat> One thing about Tom Brady. He always seems to find some short white dude wide receiver to target that he likes. Scotty, Julian Edelman. Yep. um, For him. Scotty, you talking about Scotty? What was the receiver's name before Julian Edelman? It was. uh, Wes Walker? Oh, God. I can't remember. My mind's going blank tonight. I can't think of it. But there's, there's always that short white wide receiver. I runs the slots, run you know, runs those slot plays, runs short passing routes, and he always seems to like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, yeah, kind of crazy, he favors them yeah. like in like the crucial, but like also, certain oh, moments. Now going back, to that, you know, no, he no, just no, uses them for that thing. Why. Yeah. I think I didn't mean to say that the last few podcasts, but I never did. I always forgot. But um, one another fun fact on the Chiefs side, though, apparently. Whenever, um, whenever Reed signed with the with the with the Chiefs, he had been scouting Pat Mahomes since apparently he was either a senior in high school or or a freshman at Texas Tech. Like he had been scouting him that fucking long, to where there was hey. nothing that was going to stop him from drafting him. And guess. Guess who had that tenth pick in that first round that year that they drafted Pat Mahomes? I think who like who they traded with the Buffalo Bills. Who? Isn't it right? Wow, that that's crazy. It. And it's like you know they they got they have like a close you know, not close, quite, you know, prospect that you could compare yeah, to Mahomes, like, but that was, not I, I heard that, I think, either today, but I mean, yeah, just going back, like I said, going back to the Buffalo Bills, you know, there's this guy I listen to, I listen to his podcast all the time. I don't like to, I don't like to put out what I listen to, what I know, because that's what I use as my info, but one of the smartest men, like I've been listening, listening to them, to this group for about three years, and when I first started listening to them, they were nothing. Now they're like they're starting to make it real big. But his name is Anthony Serino. Uh, he does a podcast with uh, with with his uh, I can't think of the guy's name. He does it with Mike, Mike something. Um, 
Uh, I think I do. I think I have to work out. You know, he's real. He's you know, he's, he's cut up. Um, they also did a podcast before the year. Uh, real good guys. They did. They did. They did a sixteen-hour podcast on um, for to help with men, with mental health, and it was uh, it was for it was to benefit. Uh, oh, Hurst, the the tight end for the for the Falcons. Uh, used used to be the t- used to be the tight end for the for the Ravens. You know what I'm talking about? I think you had him. On oh, your really? Team, Hurst. Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I guess yeah, he's had issues with mental yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. So they did the podcast. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst sponsored that podcast. They had all kinds of people on there, but it's 16 hours, dude. I was like, oh my god, how do you fucking talk that long? Like, I mean, I I can understand talking about football and fantasy football and all that, but goddamn, crazy. Just keep stay awake that long to talk to talk. But you know, he pointed it out. You know, you can't win playoff games without a running game. And to the, all those people who were saying that Bills could just by throwing the ball, y'all are idiots. I don't care. I don't care. I'm calling you out. I don't care if you want to call me out. I don't care if you want to text me. You want to do whatever. You want to call me. You just can't. You have to have some semblance of a running game to win the league, especially in the postseason. It doesn't. You don't have to run for 200 yards. God damn, we don't even have to run for 100 yards. You know, you just got to run maybe 80 yards. Just have something. Yeah, exactly. Run for something. And you can't something. be your quarterback. Like, you know, we learned that. We, yeah. we learned that with Lamar Jackson. We learned that now. So now let's go ahead and get it. You know, we'll get into the, we'll get into some of the stats, you know. Um, we, we, oh, we can actually get into the, you know, the first quarter of the game. Look, first quarter of the game, mm-hmm. Bills came out firing the ball. I mean, they came out strong, you know, just like the Texans did last year in 98. That's how I guess you have to come out. You know, they started firing the ball, then uh, they score. You know, they couldn't score, so they uh, kick a field goal, 51 yard field goal. Uh, Casey gets the ball, comes back, and I believe they punt it. Um, Buffalo comes back, and they actually, what, this day? Oh, no, this, after that 15 yard sack, they actually score, go down the field again, score to get to take a 9 nothing lead. I'm going to tell you what, at this point, I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? I didn't even feel good. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into the second quarter. This is when the clinic came on. Miko Hardman scores a touchdown. Um, then they come back again, get another touchdown. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Josh Allen had thrown an interception. At, at that point, yeah, I think he only had one, as a matter of fact. But they come back, they score again, make it 14-9. And I think this was the point when the Chiefs put their foot down and said, okay, we're taking control of the game. We've had enough. You know, we don't need this guy, Josh Allen, going crazy, getting in some kind of groove and, you know, finding his touch. Because if he finds his touch, that's it. It's going to be over. So they come back and they score before the half, you know, and they make it 21-9. Buffalo comes back, kicks a field goal before the half, whatever, you know. Um, as soon as as soon as they come back, as soon as third quarter starts, did you see that run whenever after the kickoff? Uh, what's his name? Miko Hardman. 
I believe. Oh, no, I didn't. He, he runs for 60 yards on the kickoff or something like that. So, yeah, from that, you know, KC is on the 25-yard mm, line. Okay. They score a TD with Tyreek Hill. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They complete a pass to Tyreek Hill. And from there, you know, they kick a field goal. No, which is okay. What the hell? What's going on with my printer? Wow, that's weird. Printer just freaking woke up and doesn't start printing stuff. All right. I mean, I thought so. I mean, it was literally scrolling to the left. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's possessed, bro. It's not re- you can't remote control it. Like, So I guess from there, um, after that, I guess they were on the field for, I mean, Bills didn't get back on the field. I mean, they got back on the field with 10 minutes left, with 10 minutes left in the third quarter, but they couldn't quite get going. And I, I believe it's probably after, after that, in that second quarter, you know, to when uh, to when KC spent all that time on the field, they chewed up all that all that time clock, you know. So, you know, they had the right idea. But after that, it was just downhill from there. You know, they just, you know, that Chiefs defense. They knew they knew what the Bills were going to do. They knew who they were going to target. You know, they knew where the ball was going, and Josh Allen just majority of the game he held on to the ball too long as well. So, you know, if you want to talk about receptions, Stephon Diggs, six receptions, six receptions for 77 yards. I mean, that doesn't sound like Diggs, does it? No, nah, man. I mean, and, you know, that's, that's what I was afraid of, you know, before the matchup happened was that it was just so obvious that Diggs, was the main piece, the main weapon that they needed to go off for them to win or, you know, at least, you know, get a majority of the receptions. And, you know, I just felt like once somebody figured out how to stop them or at least slow them down, just like with Derrick Henry on the Titans, you know, it's just so tough to stop them. It just seems like it's a, a surefire thing. But, you know, whenever you kind of put – a lot of your hope or a lot of your um, a lot of your uh, strategy on that one. Guess who's the leader in Russia for the Bills? It can turn out bad. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Damn, bro. That's pretty good. I didn't expect that. Oh, my God. Probably Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I definitely do. Hey, I know firsthand I had Devin Singletary on my fantasy. I knew that he was, he was not. He was hurt. And then Zach Moss, I knew that he kind of showed up every once in a blue moon. But I mean, he did, yeah, he was hurt a lot of times. So. Yeah, I was like, it has to be Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, right. But Singletary, six attempts for 17 yards. I mean, that's not going to cut it. Especially with hey. a team like the Chiefs. They're going to figure, like I said, they're going to figure you out. You don't have to have a lot, but you got to have something. You know, the Chiefs didn't have a lot, but, you know, Daryl Williams, 13 attempts for 52 yards. You know, oh, this is the one I'm talking about. Miko Hardman, he had one attempt for 50 yards. That was a, that was a run that got him, that got him going. Um, going on to the passing <laughs> side, I mean, hey, Travis Kelsey, you know, Doing Travis Kelsey t- things. That's what's that's what's gonna win games. Thirteen receptions, 118 yards, two TDs. You know, uh, Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, one hundred and seventy-two yards. 
you know, that's what's going to win you the games, you know. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. Josh Allen did spread it out. Dawson Knox, six receptions. Cole Beasley, seven. You know, of course, I, said, I already mentioned Stephon Diggs for six. Just wasn't enough. But, uh, I mean, the defense also only had one sack, you know, versus Kansas City, four sacks. You know, they only had one interception, too. But, I mean, Josh Allen wasn't getting all the time in the world to throw like he's probably used to. So I'm sure that's, you know, that's, you can't make the, the mistakes he made in the conference championship game in, in, or in the playoffs. You can't make those mistakes. You got to throw the ball away. You can't hold on to the ball. You know, you got things like that. But, you know, right. I'm, who knows? Maybe in time he's going to learn that. I mean, I hope not because I don't like the Bills, but, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, other than that, I'm, yeah, I just <laughs> running game up there. They were they, they ran stale in the second half. Um, you know the score says thirty eight twenty four, but I mean this game was you know yeah, it was a, it was yeah. I mean honestly, after uh, the first quarter, I just kind of stopped you know watching it, and I just checked in like just here and there just to see. But, you know, I mean, just the tone yeah. that the first I quarter mean, they, set, I was like, oh, well, I'd man. Be, probably not the first quarter, but probably main, the second quarter. Some of the first quarter, it was like 9 nothing still. But that's def- definitely that second quarter, It, I mean, Chiefs took over the game. And probably done deal from there. And, you know, like I know I posted on there, I was like, you know, hey, if I made it this far in the playoffs, uh, hey, I'd be a sore loser too. You can see the Bills out there trying to fight, <laughs> trying to fight the Chiefs players on more than one occasion. Like they're trying to get into with them. It was just like, uh, I, mean, I mean, hey, I, I get it. Hey, I'd probably be the same way too. But you know, <laughs> just how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, now now we head to the Super Bowl in two weeks. Um, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who. Everybody thought might make it, but nobody was putting their money on that. Um, versus, of course, the defending, reigning Super mm-hmm. Bowl champs, and which I already told somebody, but too bad it's not going to happen. You know, wouldn't it be some? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be something to be like to Patrick Mahomes after? If let's say if they win the Super Bowl, he was to be like, and he's the two-time, two-time. Two-time, oh no, I'm sorry. Two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champ, and two-time Super Bowl MVP. Like, man, to be that young and to hold those kind of accolades, that 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 be best. Like, dude, I'm sorry, dude. They're gonna. I I said it before I know, last year. Starting out, say it again. They're gonna run that AFC for the next ten years. Like, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Like. If you want to win the AFC, you're going to have to go through Kansas City. That's just what it is. Um, but we're gonna we Definitely. are gonna leave Definitely. our analysis of the Super Bowl for a few days from now, so we can have another podcast. We don't want to get uh, too deep into it. So, uh, but congratulations. I mean, congratulations to all four teams for making it this far because it is quite difficult to 
to, you know, make it, you know, this whole way. You know, it's just, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what you do. Professional football players, you know, play a contact sport where you can get hurt at any moment. You know, career could be hurt over at any moment. Hey, hell, even your, you know, your life, maybe, you know, you never know. But, um, but yeah, but also, but really congratulations to mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. and the Kansas City Chiefs for advancing to the 2020 COVID Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, um, the weirdest, you know, the weirdest <laughs> year ever in uh, human history, as far the as I know. Bowl. So, but I mean, is there anything else you want to cover before we, uh, before we go on to, uh, I guess, well, we're going to meet back up Wednesday and we're going to have a, we're going to have a special guest with us on Wednesday. Um, somebody who knows football as well. So we're going to get him into the action, get him into the talk of the podcast. So y'all, y'all stay tuned for those of us who are listeners. Um, I'm also going to probably be, uh, I don't want to say label, label, but you know, it's, I, I think there should be some characteristic about each of us that people know, you know, some way we carry ourselves. So, you know, look, I know, and I'll be the one to say, it. look, I'm probably, I'm probably the outspoken one. I'm probably the one that'll say shit or crap or it might piss off people, but Hey, you know, that's just how I am. And even though I do, I do know my stuff, you know, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> educated in it. I know my football, uh, it seems to be it's seeming to be that Drew is more the tame one, you know, so to speak, more the one who who takes a I don't say not realistic but a calmer approach to it. <laughs> so you know, hey, for those of us, and I'm sure for those of us, for those of us who do listen to us, you know, you probably said it yourself. Like, God damn, this dude's a fucking off the wall one. And yeah, but with an off the wall one, you got to have the level headed one as well. But within all this, so I don't know. Maybe I'll think of something to where we can I can include in the title of the podcast to where it describes us both. You know? I think it's a good recipe. I think, you know, how they say styles make fights. I think, you know, personalities can make shows. Yeah, I mean you do you do have to have a calm one with the over the top one. You really do. So <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I guess for now that's it. Um uh I guess uh, for everybody, y'all take care, be safe. And uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right, well, see y'all later. Check. Nina. Kansas City. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the Competition, the opposition fake. I don't think they really want it. Loud is the recipe. Loud sitting next to me, no doubt. Now we are proud that we get to see KC Chiefs come and break these geeks, make them taste these cleats. Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Red 
and stop him, got the Stinger. You hot when we stop ya Drops when he rock rock, got blocked in me, casa Ball in my city live But I find a raw one to get beside My lucky numbers are 15, 10, 87, 29, 7, 50, 95, 55 Let's roll, baby. Let's roll, baby. Let's roll.